from the landing strip in Houston, Texas, is the 397th edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Chris. And thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. If you are watching us live on the YouTubes in Technicolor, then log into your Google account, your YouTube account, what have you. That way, you can chat along with us on the live chat right oh, here. Right here. Yes, yes, right there. Here. I'll see you on the handy-dandy smartphone, and I'll try to involve you as best as I can in the show. So feel free to say hi, fact check, ask questions, talk shit, whatever. I'll see it. I'll try to talk about it, try to involve you as best as we can. If you're not watching this live, that's okay. You can still interact with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio. Chris! <sighs> Chris! Revolution. Ding. I just got a ding. Revolution. How'd you feel? It was fun. Don't, don't you usually do a little... You have a gimmick, right? Your little gimmick is that you go onto the Facebook and you say one word to describe revolution. One word to describe revolution. Thrilling. Wow. It was straight up thrilling. Defend your decision today. Oh, okay, so I, I explained this to you. There's threesomes, yeah. and then there's the revolutions. I explained this to you earlier off camera. I'll explain it now for our audience. I was expecting a little bit more people to show up at my uh, uh, house party to watch AEW. So I planned like a big, big shindig. I was expecting you know, somewhere between like, you know, 15 to 20 people. And I wound up with six. Um, two of which were me and Porsche. So uh, wow. and then the, uh, there was another two of which that were there that aren't really into wrestling. So they didn't even really know what was going on. So... I was disappointed because of that. I spent the whole day making this big pot of chili. I started at 11 o'clock in the morning making the chili. Oh, and I also, I, I didn't tell you this. I also made french fries from scratch. I cut up the potatoes by hand. I soaked them for four hours. Did you peel them? No, no, no. I, I didn't peel them. I left the skins on. Nice. I, I like french fries with the so skins on. So do I. Yeah. So I soaked them. Four hours. Took them out. Let them dry on a cooling rack for like another two hours. And mind you, it was an entire 10-pound sack of potatoes. A whole big-ass sack of potatoes. I so, carry around a 10-pound sack all the time. I, it's called a hernia. Yeah. And, uh, That's how so, yeah, I got it. And, and so then I, I did a double fry. So I had they to do were, it they, oh, in batches. Were well done. In batches, man. So it was like 10 pounds worth of french fries cooked twice in hot oil on my stove while I also... Vegetable, peanut, or almond? Uh, vegetable oil. And I also had my chili that I had simmering since noon. Expecting about 20 people at my house. I only had six. So... I was frustrated. I was mad. I was angry. I, I didn't... I, I was not in the mood. And I was like, man, this is gonna suck. But I had... It was me. My boy Arnie. Arnie, I hope you're in the live chat. Um, and then also our friend Rain. So we were, and, and Porsche, right? You know, she lives there. Uh, <laughs> She's half dude anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were the actual wrestling fans. So it was just really four of us that were actual wrestling fans that got to watch. We had other people there, but they weren't really wrestling fans, right? Um, so I thought 
like, man, this is going to suck. This is terrible. This is a bad party. I'm embarrassed. There's you're nothing, an awful you know, host. I an awful host. I had all this food and just like a little bit of people. And it was like, uh, you know, so I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. But once 7 o'clock hit, well, excuse me, once 7.15 hit, I actually missed the first, the first match, right? Uh, uh, Jericho versus um, uh, Eddie Kingston. I did miss that. But the rest of my guests got to see it. So I was there in the kitchen trying to fin- mm-hmm. put the finishing touches on everything. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. Eddie Kingston. Once I finally got to sit my ass down in front of the telly with my buds and watch the show, all that melted away. <laughs> all that frustration, all that fucking angst and woe is me and all that. I didn't give a shit because that show was so fucking good. It was thrilling from where I started watching, which was the second match until the very end. It just kept going up and up and up and I loved every match. Now, yes, there were downs I, I i might be exaggerating a little saying every match was an up and up and up but you know there were some cool off matches but then it just kept getting better right after that even the cool off matches were better than most matches you would normally see oh man it, it, i was able to kind of let go of myself that i would normally be on here where i would talk and be critical and and say this part is stupid that part's stupid i thought everything that they did that night was great and I was able to be a fan with wrestling friends, humans, humans sitting next to me, cheering, watching a pay-per-view like olden days. Man, it was so cool. Man, it was thrilling, man. Thrilling. You got one word to describe AEW Revolution. It is a very polarizing word because I'm using it in both positive and negative tense. Oh, it was exhausting. Exhausting. Woo. Okay. I mean, bro, just because you can't hang. Oh, no, I worked out. I was ready. <laughs> All right. It was exhausting. four and a half hours because okay. I saw the pre-show. So okay. that six man with House of Black yeah. and Redbeard and Pac. And, uh, I still haven't gone back and watched the pre-show. The girls match with fucking... Um, Layla and Statlander? Layla Statlander was better than I thought it was going to be. Then we get to the big show. Oof. The stuff that was good was really good. The stuff that was okay would have been better if it was re- if that card was rearranged differently. Because there was okay. a lot of stuff that I felt suffered because of card placement. But... I survived it. Travis survived it. Scott survived it. And we're like... Y'all all watched it together. Yeah. I'm like, for all the plum- all the complaints the Cornette twins have with Scott and Travis, mm-hmm. there's still a reason why we paid money to watch the pay-per-view. There's still a reason why we paid to... While we sat there and watched the pay-per-view. And then there's okay. a reason why we go watch the next one. Yeah. Because for all its flaws, AEW is right now, as far as popularity within wrestling fans, not sports mm-hmm. entertainment fans. Yeah. Wrestling fans, this is the brand right now. Yeah. AEW. Oh, I just had to take it. I've had a long week, and it feels like I just finished watching that pay-per-view again. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm going to just cut right to it. Is there a match that happened on Sunday that's better than Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara? That's currently the candidate for match of the year. 
Possibly. Which one would it be? It might be Jericho Punk. Or Jericho Punk. What the hell? Punk MJF. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I said Jericho Punk. That was weird. Uh, Punk MJF. Oh, man. (laughs) It was as brutal as I thought it was going to be. MJF played the heel in the way that I thought he he would have and he should have, and he did it right. The cowardly heel, which I think I've documented the way I feel about the cowardly heel in wrestling plenty of times on this show, where there's some people that do it right, there's some people that do it wrong, and there's some people that do it when they don't need to do it just because they're directed to do it. Um, I think a gripe that I had a lot of times is that at one point in time, WWE had every single heel be the cowardly heel. There was no other trope to heels. Like, if you were a heel, you were a coward, and that's it, you know? Um, Now, I think MJF, he is the cowardly heel, but he also is still better than you, and you know it. So he does have some wrestling chops, and he does that. He performs that when he has to when he's backed into the corner when he's exhausted all other cowardly options and this match you're literally chained by the neck to your opponent that wants until it breaks yeah yeah (laughs) um that wants to take your head off so that's the situation where you gotta like say okay cool i'm gonna actually show off my wrestling chops and he he did and all the pop and circumstance going into the match too i thought was really great punk coming out to his old uh afi theme coming out with the old long shorts uh, the old long baggy shorts and the jacket like oh man this is this is cool this is really like they're putting so many details into the story like and not only is it story but it's also character development and i don't think that i've seen character development out of cm punk for a while, and I'm not saying that as a bad thing, because once you're established, you're established, you know? Usually you're developing your character when you're still trying to get your sea legs under you, when you're still green. But to have a character development that far into your career, man, that was cool. And it's weird that we're talking about character development by him doing something that he did when he first started, you know? Like, it's just, it was just cool. It was a feel-good moment. It was a nostalgia moment, but it was also like a... This is the next evolution of punk moment, you know. I I, I don't know. It was just it was it was so cool. Um, and I think that it can be argued against to say that they should not have pulled the trigger on the Wardlow turn. I could see people making that argument. If you want to make that argument, I will say that is a valid argument. I'm okay with that. But my opinion is that, nah, it was good. I liked it. It was timed well enough. Boom. I mean, I said it last week. Wardlow, you independent, strong black woman. You don't need no man. I said it on the show last week. I have, I have a, a theory I, of what I they can it. do. Yes. I have a theory what they get to, but I'm okay. going to try to stay on topic. Okay, go ahead. Stay on topic. What do you think of this match? AFI's theme is cool for the nostalgia purposes. I hope he never does it again. 
It's okay. not a theme song that's well interpreted to a mass audience, 6,000, 7,000, uh, 8,000 people. Yeah, it, I get you, that. You you get the roar of... Yeah. The drum stuff, the, the intro, I, I see Hell, why even his, even his first WWE uh, uh, music, uh, Kill Switch, uh, Kill Switch and Gage, that has yeah. the same thing where it just the riff hits yeah. you right from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. All good all good wrestling entrance themes need to have a good riff right from the beginning, a good hook yeah. right right from the jump that's recognizable and that song doesn't really it takes some time to get going i yeah, yeah you're right um the only nit that i can pick that i can pick that i can think of off the top of my head is you have certain stipulation matches you have for a reason and you don't want to detract from that okay you know when there's a ladder match when there's a money in the bank match it's normally 99% ladders that are it, used. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You already got the color by beating each other with the, with the chains over your with taped over your fist or then landing on them or whatnot. Some of those bruisings on Punk's back, the links. Oh. Oh. Brutal. The thumbtacks are completely unnecessary. I think that's think being so? very, I think that's being a trope that's being almost overly done now. Okay. To the point. That's to fair. this point. I don't think it did anything to add to the story. I think the brutality by the by what they were doing to each other with the chain was enough. It was definitely and not that I'm saying it as a negative, but it was definitely better than Cody and Brody's chain match. They had a okay. lot more yes. chain to work with and they yes. they used it to their advantage. Uh the story that was told was really good. Um <laughs> Max got the mic and started talking smack and punk's ah. like Eat yes. shit, Max. Yeah, I love that, Be- and, and that's kind of a callback to Punk because Punk did that in uh, Royal Rumble, right? Like yeah. he just eliminated people and then he just started talking shit on the microphone. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. If not, that might be a little bit of a nod of a passing of the torch kind of thing too. Yeah. So I loved that. Loved it. That, for all intents and purposes, that's my front runner. Okay. But I do have one other nit to pick about that match, and I've done, and I've brought up this argument before. Okay. I had Punk and MJF as an eleven. Yeah. It met my expectations. Okay. I was blown the fuck away by Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston. Okay. That is easily the best match either of them have ever had. Best match Jericho's ever had? In AEW, at least. Okay. Okay. Reel that one back there, big dog. But okay. But but again, the nuance, the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, flipping off the fans because they're chatting for Eddie. And, in subcon- and subconsciously, I could see why Jericho's pissed. His definition when fans chant Eddie is for Eddie Guerrero. Not Eddie what? Kingston. So the fact that they're chanting his name and he's be- his name's being besmirched by this fat guy that don't know how to wrestle, that's never won a match. Why the fuck do these fans are chanting his name? Yeah. That's a name Jericho holds sacred. Mm. And he mentioned that in the promo yeah, on yeah. Wednesday that he holds that name sacred. So there's a lot of subtext in that match that you could pick up on pretty easily if you're paying attention to it. God damn, a part of me just melted when Eddie, when the ref's like, you won, man, you won. And Eddie's like, what the 
fuck happened? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> and, he, and he's just like, he sold it like he just won the lottery. Like, oh my yeah. God. You know, yeah, that yeah. was exactly the way you're supposed to play that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think I can find any flaw in that match. Oh. And again, that's because it, it exceeded my expectation. As much as it made the, as much as Punk and MJF was good, I expected it to be as good as it was. You and know, I wasn't disappointed. Like I said, I didn't watch that match in real time because I was still in the kitchen cooking my damn french fries. Yeah. But um, when I was hearing the reaction of my guests going, oh, my God, this match, holy crap, oh, ooh, ah, and, like, right from the jump, our, the people that were there were, like, marking out. I was like, fuck. So I immediately, as soon as, as Revolution ended, I restarted the pay-per-view because I had it on record on my DVR, and I, I went back and watched that first match. Um, and a little bit of the factor of, oh, oh, this match is that good? Mm-hmm. Let's really take a look and see, is it that good? You know, which I wish that didn't happen, but that always happens, right? Oh, you guys were marking the fuck out for this match? I'm like, ah! But what I can say about this match, and this is really, really good, and I agree with you that while for me, Punk and uh, MJF might be the front runner, this may be the, the one nipping at its the heels. Course, yeah. yeah, and the reason why, uh, well, one of the reasons why, something something happened that I've always wanted to happen in wrestling forever, but I always see it teased and it never gets pulled off, is a suplex from off of the apron onto the floor. Oh! Jericho, Jericho did that move. I know it takes yeah. two, but Jericho was in charge of that, and he did that perfectly. Yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah, I, I've seen this teased for years, and I remember seeing it actually get pulled off. In I think the video game was the old uh, uh, WWF Raw. Or it could be the WWF Royal Rumble that was on the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. I had the Genesis version. Um, I it was one of those two games. I remember that like you just did a suplex and you were on the apron, you were on the floor, like or, or like you could do a suplex while you're in the ring and the suplex out of the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Which you've seen that now and again, but it's usually like a topple over a kind of thing, not yeah. just like a chunk or you know like in this case from the the apron bam to the floor so i've always seen that tease i've never seen it pulled off and it was pulled off and i was like holy shit yeah. you know i loved that i loved yeah. it so they yeah. did so much with so little because they didn't really use many foreign objects at all in that match they jerry yeah. took up the turnbuckle pad yeah. and i don't even think they ever used it i don't remember if they did it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> about that ladder match <laughs> yeah yeah that was good too man when, when Keith Lee did the uh, the Uncle Phil <laughs> to Jazzy Jeff to Orange Cassidy, Arnold, who was there with me, said something that is accurate even when we saw the replay. He said that that looked like that was something out of like the Matrix movies where they're on strings and you could tell they're on strings. But Orange Cassidy wasn't on a string. Right? Like, he wasn't being zip-lined. Like, he literally <laughs> choked that dude that far. Farther <laughs> than they were expecting because they didn't catch his ass. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't catch his ass. Yeah. Um, the person that I wanted to win didn't win with being Keith Lee. So, I want to say maybe there is a twinge of disappointment. But, like, understanding when Wardlow won. 
I think we even discussed that here. It's like, oh, it's probably going to be Wardlow, but I wanted it to be uh, a Keith Lee. Who did you want it to be? Didn't you say you wanted it to be someone else? I don't remember. I drank since then. I don't. I don't remember either, but yeah, like, like none of us wanted Wardlow, but we were all like, yeah, it we get sense. it if it's Wardlow. Yeah. And it wound up being Wardlow, so I was like, okay, cool, that was a badass match. I don't want to say the wrong person won, but the person I didn't want to win won, but it's not that I didn't want him, I wanted others. So it's like, it's fine, it's okay. I was immediately 100% on board with that win for Wardlow when Wardlow came out and turned his back on MJF. Mm-hmm. That like oh. seeing that that connection, yeah. it, it it's rare that you see connections between matches in a card, mm-hmm. much less a pay per view. So I I really really like that when they do that. And you you might sit there there in in TV TV land watching us talk of the show. You're probably yelling at the screen saying, "There's not a connection there, Abel. You're trying to do no. There is a connection there. The connection is MJF or excuse me Wardlow." Literally has grabbed the brass ring, so now he has the power to look at his abuser and say, you know what, I now have my way out. My way out is literally this brass ring. My way out is to challenge for the TNT title and win the TNT title, and I could be out from underneath your thumb, MJF, and that's why he did what he did at the end of the night, and that's why he did it immediately. It wasn't even two hours later. He was like, I got this. I'm going to do it now. Yeah. And the way he did it was with such swagger. God, I loved it. I loved it. It was like, where is pantomime? Where it couldn't find it. And then it's like, oh, this motherfucker. This motherfucker. Oh, it's right here. Here you go, <laughs> punk. Like, he did it perfectly. He wasn't, he didn't, he didn't be made to look out, to look to be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Which, you were flirting the line with Wardlow. For the longest time of being just some dumb lackey idiot. And he's not. That show, that that bit of intelligence there of how he pantomimed that and, and, and played that out shows that. But then you go to, to Revol- or, um, Dynamite. Dynamite. His promo was so well spoken. Holy fuck. I am in- instantly, right now, right now I am over the moon with Wardlow. I fucking love Wardlow. Can I right book now. the next couple of weeks for you? It's very Please. Easy. Yes, go it's ahead. It's very easy. Go ahead. MJF mm-hmm. currently has Wardlow under his contract, under his employee. Right. So Wardlow doesn't want to work for MJF anymore. That's cool. MJF has been through a lot. He respects Wardlow because they've had two or three years together. So MJF is going to grant his release. Okay. However, 90 day no compete clause. So you're going to have to wait till July for that title shot. Because I ain't having it. Okay. And there you go. Okay. And then you build a Wardle every other week attacking MJF, costing MJF, getting in MJF's way for MJF to be like, fuck it. You want to wrestle now? You got to go through me. But he puts, again, the... Uh, he throws spears at him. He throws FTR at him. The labors of Wardlow. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I loved all that, but I will say this was probably one of the first times that AEW insulted my intelligence. Oh, how? Where? Because they lost me in the ladder match when it no longer became a ladder match. Why is that? What do you mean? Because all the beef 
had to run up to the ramp. And then all the beef had to run up in front of the commentary. That was a good five minutes. There was still a ladder match going on. No picture in picture. Yeah. You yeah. can't tell me the, what, what the other three people are doing in the ring. Well, mm-hmm. two, because uh, Orange Cassidy splat. You, nothing. We can't go back and forth. You focus all the attention on this. Mm-hmm. It, that... took, it took away from the victory for me. Okay. It did. Okay. Um, before that, some of the spots that they did were ingenious. Lazy ass Cassidy suddenly, yeah, and then try to get to get to the dude when they had him held up in that yeah. ladder, yeah, and he's like, oh shit, and then everybody, then they're just trying to fuck with him, and he lands and he gets crotched or whatever, yeah. That was some good stuff there. There was some good stuff when fucking Wardlow and um and uh, Powerhouse broke the ladder, yeah, and they start walking back down. That was good too. I'm I'm not sure if I'm a fan of them. Overly teasing so much the confrontation of the three biggest guys there. Yeah, they could have spaced some of that out and saved some of it for later. Okay, especially if they didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that ladder bump Ricky Starks took towards the end. Ooh. I felt bad for him because he yeah. he's already had neck issues mm-hmm. and it looks like his legs got tangled up so he couldn't take the bump like he would have wanted. Yeah, to. yeah. But um, sometimes easy booking's best booking. Yeah, and Wardlow pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Um. There's another match that also exceeded my expectations. Oh, do tell. Yeah. Did you know Moxie can wrestle? Holy fuck. <laughs> you remember those days <laughs> yeah. where Moxley would actually have an entire match yeah. in the ring? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that was a nice refreshing uh, thing there. You know what? That is a really good match. Um, now. That's creeping I, up behind uh, Kingston and Jericho. I have a little nit to pick. And I don't know if this nit to pick could have been fixed because of the way that they, they kind of painted themselves into the corner. What I'm talking about is you know that there was going to be color in the dog collar match. Oh, you, yeah. you know there was going to be color. But freaking uh, – uh, but it was mentioned between the two, between Brian and, and Mox that – We got to bleed together. We got to be – so they're going to bleed. And they bled. After we saw a bunch of blood in the first match. And they didn't bleed as much. But maybe they did. But Brian's the one that wanted to bleed. And he definitely didn't bleed as much as Moxley. So it's like we're spreading the hepatitis all over. I don't think that that match needed the blood. But it needed the blood because of the story. Mm-hmm. But that this other match needed the blood too. So it's like... Uh, and they put them what too... Have mastered, what if they put them too they, close together. Yeah, if they, they spaced it out. So yes, the match placement should have been somewhere else. I would have literally had... Oof, I would have probably had Danielson and Moxley either first Open? or second. And I would, have okay. had, I would have had Punk MJF maybe two uh, a match or two before the main event. I would have just flip-flopped the, the Jericho Kingston match with this match. Have that open yeah. and Jericho Kingston in the spot where they wound up being. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Um, so th- there was a little bit of, okay, we just saw this, you know? Uh, it, it, it's, and it's not saying that the match was bad because they bled. Mm-hmm. It's just that it happened somewhere else on the card. Uh, you know, hanging out, doing the ring announcing thing for local independent wrestling. You know, you see some stuff in the back that, like, you don't really get to see, you know, as a fan sometimes. And one of the things is sometimes your locker room leader will go up and mention, or even the booker will go and mention, why the fuck did you do a pile driver? So and so did a pile driver in the match before. Yeah. What the hell? You know? Why are you doing this type of counter from, you know, this move 
when they did the exact same spot the match before. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to not only coordinate with your partner that you're wrestling with, with that night, but also with other people on the card. Don't do the same match. Don't do the same shit, you know? And or if it's or if it's yeah. persistent that both of you have to do the same thing, go to the booker. Make sure that they space y'all out so that it isn't yeah. Or do consistent. it in a little bit of a different way. Now I yeah. get it. There's not. There's only so many ways that you could get color. <laughs> you, it's okay if yeah. someone's completely covered in blood. And there's something else if it's just like a trickle. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should all the champs have retained? Britt Baker didn't lose. Hangman didn't lose. Jungle Express didn't lose. Jade didn't lose. See, but I don't know who I would have wanted to lose. I don't mind that everybody retained. Thunder. Okay, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. There you go. That's the one. It should have been Thunder Rosa. Because it doesn't really make a lot of sense in in a promotion that's based on ranking. Mm-hmm. That she gets a uh, a number one contenders match three days later to get a rematch a week later. Yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah. If you're at least it, don't even have the match. Tell the story. Hey, it took three of you to beat me, and I didn't have I didn't have backup. Yeah. So I had to go to Tony Khan, and I had to I had to do a win it or leave it. Yeah. And to make sure that the odds are even, both of us are in a cage. Okay. You didn't need the match. You know, Layla was all right. Oh, man. I don't think Layla needed to have lost that match. Yeah, she didn't need to have Because she that. just came off of a pretty good win against Statlander. Again, yeah. I didn't see Layla versus Statlander, but I heard Layla versus Statlander with other the other guests in my house oohing and aahing over it. Yeah. Um, so I, I was kind of happy for Layla, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, good job, you know? Whose house? Swerve's house. You sure it's not Regal's? Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that, you know, that's another thing that added to that match. Regal coming out and just making everybody calm the fuck down. Because I thought it was going to break down there where. Okay, here's a. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm backpedaling. I just thought of this. Here is a good example of not doing the same shit that somebody else did earlier in the card. Jericho Kingston. The whole story was that once I beat you, you got to put her there, pal. Yeah, that didn't happen. The story for this match is all about you You beat me, I fight you, then you could join me. So it's not the same, but it's the same idea, right? Like, we're fighting not to be enemies, but we're fighting for mutual respect. And earlier in the night, you saw this, whoop. I was thinking that at the end of this match, Moxley and, and Brian, that they were going to do that. Where it was like, okay, this was supposed to be for respect. And you guys beat the shit out of each other. Y'all should respect each other now. And it looked like that they were going to go that way where they wouldn't they wouldn't respect each other. They would disrespect each other. Just like Jericho did earlier in the night. So, eh, But no, you had Regal come out, calmed everybody down, say, hey, quit being an asshole. Shake his hand. Or, well, not shake his hand, but, you know. I don't know. What they slapped Moxley. They, they made they made out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever they did. Yeah. Yeah. They, they slobbed <laughs> on each other's knobs. Whatever they did. <laughs> so they did the opposite of what happened with the Jericho thing. So that was good. Anything else from Revolution that you want to bring up? I 
I mean, we kind of just blew past the fact that, you know, we had a good match with Hangman and, and, and Cole. Um, eh, it was all right. Was all right? It was all right. No? Was it because you were tired? It was a long fucking show. It was a long fucking show. I think the match was still a really good match. Between the bells, it was art. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't think that there's as many storyline implications coming out of it. So maybe that's why it's not sticking out in your mind as much. But it was just a good Between the Bells match. Um, which I think you're you're doing a lot for Hangman, which is good because Hangman needs that kind of stuff. Because there's still a lot of people that just think, oh, he's just a glorified mid-carder. I know it was short and sweet, but I beg to differ that Hangman had the better title match on Wednesday. Okay. He did a he did he had a great match with Dante, two different styles clashing mm-hmm. that they worked well together. Mm-hmm. And putting mm-hmm. him over at the end mm-hmm. just for Adam Cole to shit on. <laughs> <laughs> However, I found on Wednesday mm-hmm. the biggest problem with AEW Dynamite. Oh, what's that? I, please ask me. Uh, what's the biggest problem? Timing! <laughs> okay. Jericho turns on fucking on his old inner circle people. And they got all the new guys in the ring. The Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, man. Everybody's booing. Oh, we got to go backstage. Somebody has something to say. We come back from commercial. Hey, here's a promo for somebody who has something to say. And then the next match goes on. Oh my god! Fucking Wardle got a goddamn promo, dude. Holy shit, this guy's ready to... Oh, wait, we got we got Tony Schiavone in the back. Can't let anything sink in. You're so in a, in a rush to try to get so many people on the screen at the same time because it's two hours and that's your flagship show. But goddamn, mm. I, a, a lot of that stuff is a fucking blur to me. And that was okay. a lot of shit that happened on Dynamite. Yeah? Did you ever get your ass beat by a soundtrack? <laughs> what? No? Your old soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Mark, Matt Hardy is getting his ass beat and then his old theme plays and his brother's on the ramp dancing. That's true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're supposed to have sympathy for Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti when I was at the Houston show where he actually proposed to his girlfriend in his grandma's dress? Yeah. Are they the new Cody and Brandy? Are we supposed to boo them now because they're no, like, that shit's all. You I know. mean, that's awkward. That's a little awkward. I, and I get it. was Paige Van Zandt signing her contract on Ty Conti's ass more awkward? That wasn't awkward. <laughs> <sighs> anything else happened on Dynamite that stood out to you? It's been two days. Do you remember anything? It's been more than two days. Well, no, because no, we're talking about no, Dynamite. Yeah, days. Dynamite. Okay. Yeah. The fucking title change. Scorpio? Scorpio has the title now. Um... I was very surprised. You know, we've said this a lot of times the last couple of weeks when it comes to AEW booking. Sometimes the easy thing is the right thing to do. Sometimes the easy thing, the not predictable thing, the swerve is the right thing to do. I was fucking swerved. I did not see that coming. I totally thought that this was going to be a successful title defense uh, for for Sammy. And then what? What? (laughs) Scorpio won it? Uh, and I'm not mad at it. I mean, yeah, Sammy Guevara, you know, was really cool. I really, really like Sammy Guevara, hometown, Houston boy, cool. I won't want to see what the fuck's going to come out with Scorpio. 
And this kind of elevates the top team. And at some point, you're going to like, all right, well, what the hell's going on with the men of the year? Mm-hmm. The top team and, and, and all you Ethan Page, they ain't done shit. Another they week of Dan shit. Lambert promos. Yeah, now I'm excited to hear a Dan Lambert promo. Dan I'm, Lambert carrying the belt. I'm excited, surprisingly enough, because of the rub. Now I'm excited about Page Van Zandt. So am I. I didn't want to give two fucking flying shits last week about Paige Van Oh, she's going to get signed? Big whoop. I'm going to cheer for her to beat the yeah. shit out of Ty Conti. Well, <laughs> I still really like Ty. And I still really like Sammy. And I understand matters of the heart are matters of the heart. And I'm not going to really hold it too much against against Sammy. Cause they I got matching. They got Terry, each other's names tattooed on them. They're temporary tattoos. They're, they're uh, what do they call them? Not hentai. What do they call them? Hannah. 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 Yeah. Hannah. Whatever. It's Hannah. It's Hannah. Yeah. Hannah. Not hentai. Uh, <laughs> so it's okay. But um, like I get it. Now, I'm not going to sit there and judge and be like, oh, you're a piece of shit for dumping Pam. Right? Because I don't really know what the hell's going on in their relationship. And Ty and Sammy seem to be happy. So I'm like, oh, okay. We'll just leave it for there. now. Yeah, for now. I don't. Again, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to, you know. But it makes for entertaining TV. I like to see Ty on my TV. I like to see Sammy on my TV. I've seen them together as a real-life couple, but still as a character couple. Cool. I'm down. My definition of entertaining TV. Hi, I'm Darby Allen. Welcome to Jackass. That fucking six-man on Sunday, dude. Oh, yeah. Are you going to be the one, or do I have to tell Uncle Sting that he needs to like stop flying? I don't think Uncle Sting needs to stop flying. He's 60-something years old, but boy, he still got it. He does. He still got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm realizing now we've gone back to fucking the pay-per-view talking about this. Oh, no, we're going to go back. back okay. We're going to go back around because okay. I, I, okay. now, that, now that we have this conversation, I got yeah. to ask you um, after what happened on Wednesday. Um, Jeff's still on drugs, huh? I He's mean, dancing when his brother's getting beat up. I mean, He's still on drugs. Sting's like, motherfucker, you're on drugs. You should have been in here 30 minutes ago. I don't know <laughs> if that means that he's still on drugs. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, but it was kind of dumb that he was dancing while his brother's getting beat up. But I, I get it. Like, Guess what? What? It's actually been a week. Okay. A little over a week. Uh-huh. Give me some match of the week candidates. So, all the shit that we talked about with Revolution... Go in chronological order. Okay, so there was a um, a three way tag match on Rampage, right? Which was the three way tag match to determine um, shit. I forget what it was. I remember saying, "Oh, I need to bring this up on the show," but I don't remember. It was on Rampage. It was a three a three team tag, wasn't it? Am I wrong? Am I tripping? So Help me. Help my me. match, so a match of the week candidate happened on Friday. It was a triple threat for the TNT title. It was Andrade El Idolo, right? Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. Okay. Holy fuck, dude! That's how you. St- is that the match that I was like? That's oh. this is an example of you didn't need to have four hours on pay per view and an hour on the pre show, and and have only one like fucking really good match on on Rampage, especially if that Rampage was live. In front of a live audience. You're right. It, it is that match. It's, it's triple that threat. match. That's Sammy Andrade and, and Darby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 
That's the match. I agree that it it was like, oh shit, this might be better than some of the stuff that we're going to see at the pay-per-view. Oh shit, this is my match of the week if we didn't have a pay-per-view coming up. Portia, who's sitting on the couch next to me, said, that's better than Cody versus... um, Yes. Cody versus Cody Sammy. Versus Sammy. Yeah. I was like, really? And she said, yeah, that should replace your match of the year right now. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to say that, but I don't know if I could say, like, if the pay-per-view didn't happen, we might be sitting here talking about that. Yeah. That might, but I, after seeing the pay-per-view, after all the matches that we talked about, I don't know if that still holds up. I've got Punk and MJF from Revolution. I've got Mox versus Dragon from Revolution. I've got Kingston versus Jericho from Revolution. And there might be another match that could qualify for match of the year. From uh, AEW? No, from a different... Okay, well then you still need to add Scorpio versus Sammy. Chronological. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Alpha Academy, RK-Bro... Rollins versus Owens from Monday Night Raw took up the first 45 minutes. Okay. Between a promo and then the beginning of that fucking match. Holy fuck. I I was watching that match and I was thinking, that's better than Roman versus Rollins from Royal Rumble. Wow. And Arnold in the chat, who was like, bro, that that fucking triple threat. Now, okay, so it was a triple threat. Who versus who? Alpha Academy. RK Bro. Rollins and Owens for the tag titles. Rollins and Owens were teaming. Yes, for the oh, raw tag okay. titles. Okay, okay. And RK Bro won them. Okay. So okay. Randy Orton and Riddle. Okay. And a decent, almost human. Who are the champs going in? Alpha Academy. Oh, okay. And a pretty decent humanizing promo by Orton after the match. Actually, like, you know what? I thought this was a complete joke. I didn't think we were going to get along, but man, I'm going to use the F word. This guy's my friend. I've had more fun with Riddle in the last three months or six months than I've had ever in my career. I'm like, wow. All right. That that that, and you could see from the beginning where bro, where Riddle's trying to break Orton, and he breaks Orton on on, on, promo, on promo, and then makes Orton wear the goddamn blazer jacket and doing all yeah, this other yeah, dumb yeah. stuff, and then the fucking quiz bowl and all the other shit. You could see them actually forming the bond. Yeah, you know, so having that payoff with Orton actually admitting that on the on on the mic, the whole package. If Arnold were here, or if we had actually had people watching after the fact, because I'm sure people weren't expecting us to, to come on, on a Friday, Friday yeah, you know, during Dynamite, during Rampage and SmackDown, yeah, yeah, to be talking about wrestling, and then we should do it a different day of the week <laughs> next time. Oopsies, and Friday was not a good idea. That wasn't the only triple threat. Mm-hmm. Champa, Breaker, Ziggler from NXT 2.0. And we have a new NXT champ, Dolph yeah. Ziggler. That match was very good, too. I am left scratching my head knowing that Ziggler won that. Um, I kind of know. I kind of feel like I know why they did it. Why? It's kind of like WWE wants to talk out of both ends. Because they tried this before. They had Sasha on NXT. They had Charlotte on NXT. They had AJ on NXT. They're trying to get that audience to get the same numbers that Raw does. Yeah. And now we're in WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. And with four weeks to go, WWE's like, you know what? Maybe we should have an NXT pay-per-view WrestleMania weekend yeah. at noon on Saturday before the first night of WrestleMania. How can we sell tickets? How can we get attention? How can we move the needle? Yeah. 
Let's get a WWE guy that used to be a World Heavyweight Champion be the champ of NXT. And we'll have him on Raw for the next four weeks showing off the NXT title. Having people coming from the NXT brand to be like, I got my next. Okay. Or Breaker, now that he debuted on Raw. Mm-hmm. Go, I, I, got, I need my rematch. So that you can build anticipation and build some numbers for Peacock. Mm-hmm. As if WrestleMania wasn't going to get enough numbers. Mm-hmm. But to get that, to make sure that NXT can still, that do, it doesn't flounder. Okay. When, if you were paying attention, I'm not sure if NXT was floundering when they had fucking Joe, Ciampa, Gargano, Cole, O'Reilly, Fish, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but now, oh, now we need to give it some attention. Now we got to show it some love. Now we got we to gotta make it right. All right, so let me ask you this. I I, I, I get your, your, your rant here. Hopefully rant over. Yeah. But <laughs> to get back to brass tacks, NXT and WWE do have their own categories for match of the year. Mm-hmm. NXT match, this triple threat match that you're talking about, is it worthy of usurping whichever other NXT match we have on our match of the year list? Ooh, what do we have for usurping Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes for the North American title? This is going to be completely your decision because I haven't watched either one of those matches. And we don't have anybody in the live chat. Hector's not watching. Arnold's not watching. Oh, but they're always talking in our chat room You on our in our group text. You actually make it to the show. Fuck them. You. What? <laughs> Ooh. This is your call. No. No? Carmelo versus uh, uh, Grimey stays? It established Carmelo as a, as, a, as a bona fide champion and Grimes as a contender. All I right. think... And I don't want to be that guy. I think the NXT title got, in my opinion, because I kind of feel like there's a, a, a roundabout reason why they did it. It kind of lessened the title for me. It more it proved more to me that Carmelo's the A champ because he's actually from the roster instead of okay. having to get someone from somewhere else to hold the NXT belt. All right, so we're staying there. I do, however, am inclined to put that triple threat tag match from Raw over Rollins and Roman from Royal Rumble. Okay, I'm inclined. I would, regardless, even though I'm the only one here, I would like to get other people's opinion on it before we solidify it. Again, I the opinion for NXT was still a week in the making until I had to rewatch that to make sure that I was okay. comfortable with it. So, so I'll throw that into Arnold and Hector when we get out of here. So Arnold, week. Hector, I know Arnold watched the match and he so. raved about that. Match. Yeah. So what's the match we currently have? Rollins versus Roman from the from Royal Rumble. All right, Rollins versus Roman are the Royal Rumble. Should that get knocked off in favor of the Triple Threat Tag Match? Uh, Alpha Academy. Uh, RK, RK Bro and Rollins and, and uh, Owens. The two of us are here now. Yes. Do you think CM Punk and MJF should dethrone Guevara and fucking Cody Rhodes? Oh, one, two, three. Yeah. Oh, we're up. We're both up. Parao. So, new. Match of the year candidate from AEW, CM Punk versus MJF, dog collar match. Oh, shit. Despite all of that that you said that you have to knit those picks. It's not a lot. You still, but you still thumbed up it. Yeah. It's still better than the Nada match, 
We're not we're we're not recency bias here. No. 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 No recency bias. There's a lot bias. of layers to that. Okay. There's a lot. Okay. This this match might be hard to top. And you know what? It's a little bit early, but you know what I'm gonna say. I think there's a potential for there to be more historical significance for this match than with Sammy and Cody. Yeah. Especially with Cody now being gone. And this match didn't cause Cody to leave. Yeah. So there's not going to be that side of the historical significance. For Sammy, it just was the beginning of a pretty good title run. Yeah. Which, not taking anything away from Sammy, it was a pretty good title run. Yeah. Um, but this match has the potential of redefining and solidifying Punk and moving Punk out of the honeymoon phase of him being back where all of his promos are like how he's he said like you guys are going to get sick of me coming out here and just soaking up the adulation yeah now we're in actual storylines for actual shit but other than hey look it's CM Punk oh my god you know and on the MJF side there's a huge implication because one this is solidifying him this feud if this is the last match in this feud which it could be if this is the last match of this feud, this was a great topping off for this feud because this could be the springboard for him versus Wardlow. So not only has this made MJF, it could have also possibly made Wardlow. Yeah. So, yeah, there's more possibility for historical significance to come out of this match than with the other. Can we talk shit now? Please? God damn, the new Jericho stable name sucks. God damn the new Jericho stable sucks. What I don't, the stable? I don't give a flying fuck about 2.0. I don't give a flying fuck that Hager faked this out. Oh, what are you doing? Oh my god, no. <laughs> I was with them the whole time. I'm like, I don't care enough about you, Hager. Like you could have gone away, you could have stayed. I wouldn't care. The person that I'm actually more interested in is fucking Sammy Guevara. Sammy left and said, hey, I'll come back when you guys figure it out. And guess what? They didn't figure it out. I want to know what Sammy has to say about this. I don't give a flying fuck what Hager has to say about it. I don't care, Hager. So, and now you're going to hamstring the development of Daniel Garcia with not two stooges, but four stooges now? I, yeah, I am referring to Jericho as a stooge when it comes to the development of Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia was second fiddle to 2.0, and they're not good first fiddles. And now he's going to be fourth fiddle to Jericho, Hager, and then 2.0? Ah, fuck that. Rebuttal. Okay. If you want to piss off the WWE fan base, mm-hmm. the name is obvious. Mm-hmm. It's Inner Circle 2.0. Inner Circle 2.0. <laughs> you got half the fucking Inner Circle there. And you got all of 2.0 there. The Inner Circle 2.0. <laughs> Even do the fucking logo like the NXT, the yeah, 2.0, like right yeah. there on the bottom. It's the same fucking font. Yeah. Daniel Garcia posted this cool little thing on Twitter where he said, for weeks, y'all been thinking about what, what, what would happen if I joined the greatest wrestler alive. So he did. It was Jericho. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're going to be able to catch the same lightning in the bottle that you did with Sammy Guevara. You know, because Sammy, I Guevara, think it's different. Sammy Guevara came out of the inner circle bigger and better. 
The rest of Inner Circle did not. The rest of Inner Circle, it's just about the same. I, I think Garcia's the exception. Um, Sammy Guevara, what made him stand out? Flippy Dippy, young, attractive for most to most people, physically. And he had a charisma about him by being yeah. overly kind of cocky about, about yeah. who he is. I look at Daniel Garcia, and you know who he reminds me of? Who? Kylo? Tomohiro Ishii. Well, no. He has the silent personality where okay. he just walks up there with that mean, angry face like, oh, what the fuck is that going to do? Then he turns you into a fucking human pretzel because he's Red Death. And he can hang, and he knows okay. how to wrestle you to the ground. Yeah, that and it, it's a redeeming quality. The tech, the technical wrestling, like Ishii, like Brian Danielson, were that little pipsqueak. Holy fuck, that fucking pipsqueak! Okay. That that's what I see out of Daniel Garcia. If they if they try to make him cut promos, you're gonna start seeing the flaws in his promo because already with 2.0, he's proven that he's not really promos not what he's good at. Yeah, promos is not what he's gonna be remembered by. If you turn up the positive and camouflage the negative, I would literally have not so much cosplay, but I will have Daniel Garcia be verbatim like Ishii. Don't say shit. Just take a licking and keep on whipping and accumulate the wins. I'll see your Daniel Garcia and I'll raise you a hook. (laughs) (laughs) I think hook does what you just said Daniel Garcia does better. But Hook, <laughs> Hook has charisma. Daniel yes. Garcia doesn't. I know. But, but if you don't have charisma, you don't need charisma. You could be. But he has charisma. Hook has charisma without saying a goddamn no, Hook word. Hook has hair that looks like this, and he has that charisma without saying a goddamn he word. He needs a sponsorship by Funyuns like now. Like have the little logo on his tights. His his charm above anything else, in my opinion. You know what makes me love Hook more than anything. Mm-hmm. Is hearing his dad mark the fuck out of commentary. <laughs> the first debut. I don't yeah. know if you saw the picture online. Those floating all over. There he was standing He's standing in, in there behind on commentary as Hook is out there walking out yeah. the ramp. You could, like, look at this. Yeah. You know, the, it's the parent side of you. Like, oh, man, that's the fruit of somebody else's labor. Yeah, you can yeah, tell yeah. that fruit is going to be better than what, than, than what his dad made him. Yeah. That's the, that's the underlying charm. I think that's the thing that primarily primarily hook people on the hook because hook's been on television for over six months hadn't done a goddamn thing right all they know is that he's taz's kid oh you're from taz's bloodline you about to fuck somebody up and i'm just waiting for it and then when you see that he actually has taz's moveset and does it justice oh man that's is a thing of beauty it's yeah. so beautiful the way he does it. Yeah. Um, Primarily, that's the charm. Yeah. Everything else is going to overtake it eventually. Yeah. The way, dude, I told Travis and Scott, I was like, y'all haven't been watching. Just pay attention and listen to the pop hooks about to get when he comes out. Yeah. And as soon as those lights went out, Travis and Scott were looking like. <laughs> and then they saw him doing the suplexes. Yeah. The catches catch can. Yeah. The, mer- the red room, like Tacha Hajime. And yeah. they're like. <laughs> I'll slowly tell- the gears yeah. were turning slowly yeah. and I was like there's something there's something off about what I'm seeing but it's working and maybe that's why I'm kind of like yeah uh, but they, they they liked it yeah it was good he's he's to Taz 
what Pillman Jr. should have been to Pillman. Yeah. yeah. Like, Pillman Jr., I'm sorry. Uh, he's not living up to his daddy. At least not right now. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Okay. A little bit of newsy news before we get out of here. Newsy news. You told me that something happened before we started recording tonight on SmackDown. So that was going to upset me. I have a spoiler from SmackDown. Yes, I think it will upset you. So we have on SmackDown, Pete Dunne. Okay. But he is not Pete Dunne. He is Butch. What? Butch. That's his name. Not Butch Dunn. <laughs> Not Butch Cassidy. Butch. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Oh my god. You're about to pull up this fucking picture. Oh my god. <laughs> Here you go. Pete Dunn that, is, Wait, let Pete me see that again. Pete Dunn is renamed Butch and joins up with Seamus and Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland got to keep his name. Dude, looking at this picture, he does not look intimidating. He looks unhappy as fuck. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so, Seamus is a name. It's Irish. Right. Ridge could be a name considered from Irish. Butch? And he has a last name. Ridge Holland. Butch? Butch. <laughs> he's not a lipstick lesbian. He's. He's. Butch. Butch. <laughs> I'm, just wait, I'm just waiting for the beer memes. It's not Butch. It's Butch. <laughs> Real man of genius. Butch. Yes. I, it's been a long fucking week. I'm tired <laughs> as fuck. I'm worn out from pro wrestling. I'm already exhausted by the week. WrestleMania weekend I'm planning on having with my nephew. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly the exclamation point on why it's so hard to invest in anything NXT that goes to the main roster. Mm -hmm. Anything. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I don't know if a 30-second or 45-second or a 5-minute segment promo explaining how we got from longest reigning, second longest reigning NXT United Kingdom champion or WWE United Kingdom champion. Butch. Now, would it change your perception any if this report is wrong or, or if WWE backtracks and they call him Butch Dunn? Gunta? I'm asking. I'm asking. It won't be the first time enough people complained about the Viking experience that they called them the Viking Raiders. Right. But goddamn. If, it, if, it, if WWE backpedals and it's Butch Dunn, are you okay with that? Is he keeping the bruiser weight? The bruiser weight, butch, bruiser weight, 
Butch Dunn. That, just, that doesn't have the same... It doesn't roll off the tongue like Bruiserweight Pete Dunn. I don't know. It, Butch the Bruiserweight. Bruce the Butcherweight. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be real. What world am I living in? <laughs> this is the weirdest timeline. <laughs> Enjoy watching the rest of SmackDown after we're done recording. <laughs> Happy or upset that Vader's inducted in the Hall of Fame this year? Indifferent. I think indifference the word I'm looking forward to. Yeah, like, should Vader be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Should he be in the Hall of Fame in when he was still alive? Sure. Uh, should he be in the Hall of Fame 2022? Sure. Should he be in the Hall of Fame 2034? Sure. Like, he should be at, uh, in the Hall of Fame at some point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is it would it have been nicer if he was still alive? Yeah, but... Meh, people die. <laughs> you know. You're not going to be able to induct every Hall of Fame no- member before they die. It's just, it's going to happen. Yeah. Especially in wrestling. Because the way the wrestlers just... Drop like flies. It's it's inevitable. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. What are we what are we thumbing? Kevin Owens and Steve Austin WrestleMania. Match? KO show. KO show? Special Se- guest Steve Austin. Segment during Mania. No. They announced no. this on the same episode of Raw where Owens and Rollins had their last chance to make it to WrestleMania by winning the tag titles. They opened the show with that. During the show, Kevin Owens is silent. Kevin Owens is pacing. Kevin Owens is distraught. And at the end of the show, Bazinga! Loophole! Bazinga? Kevin Owens show. Who can I have that, I, that, that would be worth it at WrestleMania in the shithole of Dallas? Yeah. And then he mouths off JBL, Booker T, Shawn Michaels. And then he calls out Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Yeah. And oh, the next- no. Arnold says Biggie just got his neck broke on live TV in case no one else has said anything in the chat. No one said anything in the chat. You're the first person to say anything in the chat. Now, when you say he broke his neck, do you mean literally or like it was really a bad bump? Was it an ugly bump or is he stretchered out? Let us know, Arnold. Yeah. Well, no, more importantly, let us know if Butch is real. So he sent a tweet of Biggie a saying... A botched duplex? So wait, duplex. Is that like two people doing the, the suplex or... I guess. Because I've never heard of a duplex. I mean, I've lived in one. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see what he says. But yeah, there's a tweet here of Big E in a... Neck brace? Um, strength feels fine, but unfortunately, uh, right now, they tell me my neck is broken. So there's that. But uh, once again, thank you, everybody. I'm going to be all right. Uh, be Damn. Good. Don't worry. Go to sleep. Don't worry about all me. But uh, for real, thank you. And uh, I appreciate all of you, for real. 
can't wow. think. Wait, so Keith Lee speaks so eloquently, but he's too smart for his own good, yet we hear that from Big E and he's still employed? <sighs> Suplex, dropped him on his head. Who? Who was he wrestling? Rich Holland, fool. Oh, he was Arnold wrestling said, Rich Holland. Oh, oh, okay. He wasn't wrestling Butch? <laughs> oh, yeah, he said by Rich Holland. Okay. Oh, Arnold. Fri- uh, oh. Frisbee, Frisbee. Hey, Arnold. Do we put Alpha Academy, RK Bro, Rollins, and Owens on our match of the year list for WWE over Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins from the Rumble? <sighs> wow, that sucks. The only uh. saving grace to wrap up the topic that we're talking about. The only saving grace is there's like Arnold a, says yes. A two, all right, so that's done. That's done. We have a new candidate for Raw. Cool. There was a two minute promo by Steve Austin that and see this whole thing is so fucking rushed. Kevin had the title match on Monday. Mm-hmm. Lost. Mm-hmm. That's the start of the show. Mm-hmm. Monday, they end the show. With Rollins challenging Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Are we going to wait a week? Are we going to get to hear Steve Austin on Raw? Are we going to get to see him on SmackDown? Are we going to lay this out? Are we going to have some like back and forth? Some, some teases? No. The next fucking day or that night, they announce Steve Austin is going to have an announcement tomorrow at 11. Yeah. Or tomorrow. Like, what happened to fucking build? This is Wrestle-fucking-mania two nights in Texas. You knew this mania was coming for over a year. Yeah. In Texas. Even if we had 45 variants of COVID. Omicron, Delta, fire emoji, plus negative, whatever. In Texas, we still gonna do the shit. Yeah. We're waiting till four weeks. And in those four weeks, we're gonna do the entire build in less than... 14 hours? 14? Yeah. That's it? This is as bad as Austin versus Brock being announced as the King of the Ring qualifier the night of fucking Raw. Mm-hmm. Where Steve Austin walked. You don't want to build this? This is the first time. Dude, Steve Austin's fucking promo. He said. He lost to The Rock at WrestleMania. It's been 19 years, and he's been living with that every day. Yeah. And he has one can of whoop-ass left, and it doesn't matter if it's a match, a segment, a promo, an interview. I'm going to kick your ass, Kevin Owens. Two minutes. That's all it took. He couldn't do that in the ring? You yeah. couldn't at least wait till Raw to show to end Raw with that footage? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, but we gotta search on Facebook. Oh, we gotta watch Total Divas. Oh, we gotta watch Total Bellas. Oh, we gotta go into TikTok. Oh, we gotta. So I think they did Steve Austin dirty with this. Well, okay, I get that you're you're a grumpy old man and you don't want to look at stuff on TikTok. I, I I get that, like, totally understand. That's not why I thumbed it down. The reason why I thumbed it down is because it's a segment at WrestleMania. I'm not the biggest fan of segments at WrestleMania. WrestleMania is a pay-per-view. That's For matches. You, matches. Yeah. Yeah. Like, The Rock showing up with the flamethrower, doing that whole thing, bringing out Ronda Rousey, doing the thing with Triple H and Stephanie. That was cool. 
that didn't need to happen at Mania, but I get why, because it created buzz, this and that. But that was probably, you know, pretty good. But there's been other times or there's other segments where you're having the legends come back or people showing up just because it's WrestleMania to get a quick little payday to so that you could put fucking Stone Cold on the poster. You could put Hulk Hogan on the poster. Oh, Titus O'Neil is, is, is hosting. Oh, shit. Hulk Hogan's on that poster. Yeah, you, could, you throw them on the fucking posters, right? Yeah, exactly. Right there in the Superdome, brother. You know? <laughs> yeah. Silverdome. Yeah. Oh, Silverdome. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... I, I don't really care about, like, the celebrity coming back for just to say hi and get a get a pop and that's it and then go away. And that's what I feel like is going to happen here. I would much rather have had a nice, long, involved storyline that centered around the stunner. Kevin Owens has been using the stunner. And he started using the stunner as a babyface. Yeah. So... Wouldn't it have been nice to have some sort of like passing of the stunner as ba- baby face to baby face, which is what they kind of tried to do polar opposite with Flair and, and, Miz. and Miz with the, the figure, figure four. four, right? Yeah, it fucking right. fell flat because Miz wasn't able to slap on the figure four the right way and they were both heels. Yeah. But if you have baby faces and Kevin Owens is doing the stunner properly, he's doing it believably. They should have something, a program, something that doesn't lead to a, a segment haphazardly thrown together at WrestleMania. I can kind of already guess where this segment's going to go. Mm-hmm. I think it's Kevin Owens. He invites Steve Austin. They talk about the stunner. They talk about how they were. Here. And um, then. No. No. No? Because the one thing Kevin Owens has been doing lately has been talking shit about Texas. So okay. Kevin Owens is going to start talking shit about Steve Austin. And just when Steve's about to get something happening, here comes Seth Rollins. Because they're best friends. They've been tagging. <laughs> right. Does Seth not have another match? No. Okay. Okay. And so Steve Austin's outnumbered. Two to one. Okay. Two active wrestlers in their prime against beaten down two brace knees, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the... Still shot of Big E getting dumped on his head. Ugh. That looks nasty. And so it's two on one. Steve Austin against Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. And then guess what? What? Here comes Booker T. Okay. Here comes JBL. Uh-huh. Here comes Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Surrounding the ring. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's the entrance. Here's the ring. There's Booker T. There's JBL. There's Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins are in the ring. For one more wrestler to come out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> On the ATV. No? American badass. Oh, biker taker. Biker taker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, because Steve Austin's already in the ring. Because Steve Austin's yeah. already okay, in the yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. everybody beats the living shit out of Owens and Rollins. Super okay. kicks, spinneroonies. Hell, this could be we finally get Undertaker do spinneroonie. Remember seeing those videos on YouTube <laughs> that everybody came out and did it? Even Vince did a shitty looking one, but he looked at Taker's like, see? I lowered the bar so low. All you gotta do is spin on it. <laughs> but we get all the Texans celebrating uh, Taker in the Hall of Fame because the Hall of Fame's on Friday. Right. After SmackDown. Yep. 
But every night, every WrestleMania, they have that moment where they acknowledge all the Hall of Famers. There. Right, right. But if it's only Taker and Vader's posthumous, it's possible that they're doing Sid. Sid Justice. Sid oh, Vicious. really? It's possible. Okay. But if you get that moment for that one pop, and you've already done the Dead Man Ding entrance for Mark Calloway or Undertaker on Friday because mm-hmm. Vince McMahon's inducting him, that's how you send him off. Biker Taker. Or whatever version of Taker that it was against AJ at Mania a couple years ago. Have him go out there, have a toast with all the legends, and they all walk out. And that's the moment. That's the KO show. All the Texans gang up on Kevin Owens, the Texans hater, and Seth Rollins, the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's my guess. Yeah. Cool. I would say if you're going to watch Raw now that Braun Breaker's on it, but you don't even watch NXT with Braun Breaker on it, (laughs) So that falls no. like a that goes over like a fart in church. Yeah. Before we go, you want to tell the family, the HLBR family, what you're going to be doing this weekend in the wrestling world? Nothing this weekend. What? <laughs> Again? Yeah. The you following mean? weekend is UPW uh-huh. in Baycliffe, Texas, the March the nineteenth. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Commentary or have, ring announcement? I don't know yet. Still? <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, Damn, you and Steve Austin. Sure. I don't know until fucking the week if I'm going to... Yeah, I'll, I'll show up. Then. Whichever microphone they give me, that's the one I'm going to work. You uh, always show up with your works with, with your... Yeah, show with up your with gear. your ear. Show up Never with know. your ear. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but that's uh, that's where what I'm going, what I'm doing, what, you know. Um, so, yeah. 19th, Baycliffe, Texas. You can buy your uh, tickets now, actually. Go online. I think they set up a square... One of the square things, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, tickets for Dynamite are already on sale at the Vertita Center. Yes. Uh, got mine pre-sale. So I can't wait. Well, maybe I can wait. It gives me time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to give me so much. <laughs> uh, stand and deliver for anybody going to WrestleMania weekend. That's also on sale already. Yeah. Did pre-sale for that too. My nephew's first WrestleMania. Oh. Every time I go to every single one of these posters that y'all see that y'all seen on the walls in the last four or five years, whether it's my walls or behind Travis's walls, when we record HWR at La Cocina, my nephew would always tell me, "Uncle Chris, take yeah. me. Why can't yeah. I go to San Antonio, to yeah. Dallas, to Fort Worth, to Corpus Christi, to fucking Orlando, Los Angeles, yeah, yeah, yeah. New York?" Yeah. So, with WrestleMania being in Dallas, this is going to be his first one. Nice. So, as indifferent or upset or or disinterested as I am in the card so far for WrestleMania. Yeah. This ain't for me. Right. It's for the kid. It's for the kid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fuck this boy up so bad. I'm going to give him so much goddamn wrestling that he can't see straight for a month. (laughs) So, the last notch on the belt Mm -hmm. will be Game Changer Wrestling for the Culture. Where the, <laughs> what the hit makers? Okay, at Shane, least it's not control your narrative. Shane Taylor, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Shane Strickland, yeah, uh, Adrian Adonis, and Top Dollar, yeah, are gonna be wrestling Shane Taylor promotions. Oh, for the culture. Okay, okay yeah, okay. that happens Friday at three. That sounds pretty good, actually. And then Friday at seven, Ring of Honor. All right, and then Saturday at noon, fucking NXT. Then Saturday night, fucking five hours of WrestleMania. Then Holy Sunday shit. in the morning, Jesus. we're watching Morbius. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the IMAX, Hell big yeah. screen. Yeah. Oh. 
And then night two of WrestleMania. So when you buy tickets for WrestleMania, now that it's two nights, is it like you pick which one you want? Or yeah, you... You, buy, you can buy them individually okay. or you can buy the two night packs. Okay, is the two night pass the same seats? Yes, if you buy the two night pass. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm coming home that night. So hopefully I'm wired enough. And then I'm off Monday, so yeah. I'm drinking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cunt. <laughs> that poor kid. I know. <laughs> I don't want to hear Uncle Chris for a while. <laughs> Probably until Dynamite. Uncle yeah. Chris, I haven't told him. He doesn't watch this. I haven't told him. <laughs> I got two tickets for Dynamite. Ah. I, but he, he he's stepping up. He's He's been saving up, so he's been paying for his tickets. Oh, so I don't want to bombard. I was like, oh, by the way, we still got this. Yeah, and we got refunds because fucking he had his heart set on Poppy. Ah, Poppy was supposed to come in October. Yeah, she canceled. Mm. Puta. Weekend after Mania, she's performing in Austin. (laughs) Puta. And I might go without him. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) oh. And on that note. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy.